I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. You know, we are in a, uh, an election year here in the United States. And so there's going to be a lot of talk, you know, about who to vote for, what to vote for. And this is part of, I believe, our calling as Christians to be involved in the culture, to impact the culture. Uh, but I also believe that it is not the highest calling. Uh, I believe that we operate from God's kingdom and it flows down into every area of culture. So how do we keep that balance? What is this fight that we're in? How do we do it? Well, today's guest, you actually heard in the intro <laughs> because he's the founder and president of Life Outreach International, as well as my father, James Robinson. And he has a new book he's co-written with Jay Richards. It is called Fight the Good Fight, How an Alliance of Faith and Reason Can Win the Culture War. And so I hope you enjoy this today. It's always nice to have my dad on this program. I mean, he started the whole Life Today thing, so, you know, you should see him every once in a while on Life Today Live, so I'm glad to have him. Dad, welcome to these, this online version of the show you started over 25 years ago. Randy, it's a joy to be your father <laughs> and um, love your family and glad you're having grandchildren. You got grandson, another one coming right away, and... Uh, we uh, we just thank you for the way you've been able to host life today and the mission trips on the mission field that you have been so effective in and the fact that you love the people so much that are overlooked too often, the least of these. And we get God's arms around them because of the people who watch life today and share life today and actually share life all over the world. Right now, we face the, uh, the, the absolute possibility of losing freedom as we've done. And if America loses freedom, the world loses it because this is a miraculously birthed nation. And the book you referred to is called Fight the Good Fight. And it's the best fight. It's really what we were left here to do. And that's to make a kingdom impact on God's planet. Heaven and earth is the Lord's. We have not been good overseers. We spent too much time sniping and fighting at one another, biting at one another sometimes worse than politicians. But I'm seeing a miracle now. I'm seeing the same kind of move of God that brought the leaders together that founded this country. And the miracle of founding the greatest nation in the history since creation that blessed all nations more as a single nation than all of the nations put together. And it was built on principles that are unshakable, undeniable, irrefutable. And the book, Fight the Good Fight, is about those principles. And, and Randy, it's short chapters written at seventh grade level because we want everyone to be able to read it easily and, and not only grasp it, but we grasp by it. I want to say to all the viewers, Betty and I are 80 years old, married 61 years now. What a joy to live with this woman because I see Jesus in her every day. But I'm going to say to you, God lives through us for his people, his sheep, and we love you. And this book was written in a way as a love letter from God through two people 
Jay Richards and James Robinson over a 12-year period. And Randy, that's what's in the book. It's what we're going to talk about today. And I appreciate the fact that you're excited about it, that I get to be with you. But to every one of you, please hear me. If you read the principles, you'll see they're undeniable. And you will understand how you can't build a marriage, a family, a future. You can't have an effective community. You cannot have an effective city management, oversight, state, or government. You can't even have a winning sports team without these principles in place. So, Randy, I'm really anxious to be able to share about it, and I pray everybody reads it. In the book, uh, you write that you know this is a fight not just against bad policies and bad ideas, and we're going to be hearing a lot about that. At this point, it looks like it's going to be uh, former President Trump and current President Biden in the election in the fall. We'll see if that holds. Uh, so we're going to hear a lot about the personalities, uh, the men themselves, their different policies, which I would urge people to go look at the policies. But you say it's not just about that. It's a fight against the principalities and powers in the world and in our hearts. How do you see the spiritual battle playing out in the political arena? Randy, when people opted out of politics because somebody said, well, you get out of politics because it's dirty. Well, it's dirty because only dirty people deceive people people who are uh, dissentious and divided and people who doubt the word of God and, and even disobey the word of God and even change it into a lie, which when you do that, you can't think straight. And we're being run by people who are unprincipled. They cast these principles aside and they can't think straight. How long does it take you to see that? Yeah. The mass media, the, multi, the, the, the major factors and people and major networks, their representatives can't think straight. And they oppose everything that really matters, which is in the book, the principles that matter. So if we will go back to the principles that guided the lives of our founders, where they were willing to lose everything for the sake of freedom, but it had to be built on principles. You will not have a good marriage. You will not have a good business without these principles in place. And the principles have been revealed in creation. God said, my truth is revealed in what I created. So you're without excuse. And he said, you'll be given over to your appetites. We see that if we don't glorify him and honor him and obey. But there's something people miss. He says, if you change my word into a lie, which is precisely what the principles guiding our country today, the policies that are in place have done. They have changed God's word into a lie. And they've been given over to a reprobate, depraved mind. They can't think straight. And in the New American Standard, in the last part of the verses in Romans 1, it says, you not only practice all these things you just read and you see in the paper and in the news, but you encourage, you even protect them. Today, we're making laws and passing laws that say you can't oppose it. Well, basically, that was the kind of excessive power that our founders refused to live under anymore. And they came here, and with these principles in the book, they built the greatest nation in history that has blessed more people than any nation in history. Now, the only way we're going to restore this nation is for the family of God to come together as a family. And the only force that can correct the course is the family of the perfect father and the body of Christ, the church, 
revealing the will of God. And this, this is the real key. He left us here to fulfill his kingdom purpose. And what we try to do in this book is show everybody that if you fulfill his will on his earth and live by his principles and let the power and effect and positive effect of those principles be revealed, you can't hide it. And it has a transforming effect. That's kingdom impact. That's what we've been left here to make. So Jay and I wrote this book to try to inspire the church to get dressed up in the glory of Jesus so they look like him because that's who he's coming back for. Also, we encourage the church to look like the family of God, the perfect father, and begin to live these principles and restore these principles. That's the only hope freedom has. And Randy, if people will read this book, there are 19 chapters covering the principles that are absolutely imperative. If we return to those principles and we put leaders in place, and that means you have to be active politically mm -hmm. because what politics does is choose his leaders that can lead effectively and in a principled way. And the church has to do that. We are to live to fulfill the Father's dream, Father's vision. And that is for his will to be done on his earth for his glory. Yeah. The shepherd wants the sheep to live in his shelter. And he will protect us and guide us and protect us from the wolves, protect the fields from the beasts of the fields and the pestilence. That's what he wants to do. But we've been left as overseers and the church hasn't done it. We've bickered and argued and divided and literally divorced and amputated one another, just like the politicians who has got to stop. So Jay Richards and I spent 12 years working to get these principles where everybody can understand them and apply them and live them. Excuse my zeal. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, I believe we are handing people something that can save the future free. Let me hit some of the issues that are in the book. And you know, you know, over the years, I have expressed to you my um, dissatisfaction with some of uh, former President Trump's words and tone and things like that. Um, but when I look back, you know, he gave us three solid Supreme Court picks that have influenced the direction of this country. President Biden gave us a Supreme Court pick who literally said that she cannot define what a woman is. When I look at the, the whole gender garbage that's going on, it's it's baffling to me. And I'm, I'm it used to be we had solid just disagreements between Republicans and Democrats. We all wanted to solve the same problems. We just had different ways of going about it. You know, we had some different ideas. I, I'm looking at it today and I'm wondering, has, has the left, which has taken over the Democrat Party, completely gone insane? Yeah, once you change God's truth into a lie and start redefining marriage and you start redefining gender, redefining sex, you, you've already shown that you you have a depraved mind. You have a reprobate mind. You can't think straight. And that, that's where we are. And these principles are trying to show you, for instance, you're not going to have a good marriage if you don't understand the importance of mutual respect. Mm. Period. You're going to have some serious disagreements. You don't have to agree on everything, but you don't violate principles that are imperative to have success in your relationships, even in your business. If you can't trust people, 
if they're trying to build their thing off of your thing and you're just using each other, that's that's not a healthy harmony body. You you can't win a football game if the offense doesn't like the defense and they fight and talk about each other. And by the way, a coach and an owner of a sports team expects what? Not that you win a few. You win the championship. God didn't leave us here to win a few. He left us here to win the championship, which was what? Mm -hmm. His will being done on his earth, his planet, for his glory. That's what he left us here. Let's, let's get this straight real fast. If you're going to be an overcomer, and you're going to be more than a conqueror, and you're going to take on the invisible powers and principalities that come against everything that is true, God's word, the principles that matter. If we are going to be victorious and walk over the enemy like a scorpion and walk over him like dirt, and be overcomers. None of that's going to happen in the next kingdom. That's all over. It's settled. So where are we going to fulfill the commission and the reason God left his disciples here? Mm -hmm. You aren't going to fulfill that in the next kingdom. There's nobody to overcome. There's nothing to conquer. There's nothing to walk over. So if we're going to do God's will and fulfill this sports team owner's dream, <laughs> this great creator's dream, we do it now. And Randy, the church has spent time arguing. The New Testament church had to become aware of that in the letters to the seven churches. And those were letters to all churches throughout all time. But we have to repent of our sins. And you know what I'm watching? Your dad has been preaching 62 years. And do you know that in and the biggest fights I ever saw on this earth were between preachers? Who's going to pray? Who's going to sit on the platform? I did 600 citywide crusades, preachers arguing. The same thing has happened today, and we have opted out at the political arena, and we've given it to the deceiver. Well, it's high time to take it back. So if you're ever going to do what he left us here to do, if you're going to lose your life for his sake, which is his kingdom's sake, which is his will being done on his earth, his disciples didn't get it. All through his life teaching them, they didn't get it. After he was resurrected, he said, you know, he had already told them the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom's in you. And then... After the resurrection, he spent 40 more days telling that now the kingdom is in you in resurrection power. And they still didn't get it. When he's about to ascend into heaven, they said, now you're going to set up this kingdom? Now, wait a minute. It's the kingdom where you don't fight. You don't overcome. You don't conquer. Nothing to. Jesus said, why are you talking about what only one person knows? Why don't you do what I've left you here to do? Mm -hmm. Now, tarry until you're endued with power from on high. Randy, what the disciples didn't understand, what they couldn't explain, they experienced in the upper room. When they walked out of the upper room, what they couldn't explain, they experienced, and they began to express it. And when they expressed it, it changed the world. It brought down the greatest superpower in the history since creation. And I'm telling you, the way to the truth was released so that through every person who would be faithful and get to know the mind and heart of God and ultimately be able to write the word, send the word, mail the word, preach the word, those truths were set free to create awakenings that blessed the earth and the, the, all the people God wanted to bless so much until this nation was birthed. And it was birthed, built on the principles that are in the book we're asking people to get. And we're asking you to put those principles in place and begin to do what you were left here to do. Now, don't miss this. We can only do 
what fulfills the father's dream in this kingdom. Yep. Not the next. Everything he commissioned the disciples to do must be done here. They got it. But by the way, through the book of Acts, they shook every area of this planet mm -hmm. with the power of God. Mm -hmm. They didn't dodge Pharaoh. They didn't dodge Caesar. They didn't dodge anybody. They didn't dodge the Pharisees and the religious people and the traditionists. They went straight head on with the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. They made a kingdom impact. Now, this that's what we were left here to do. Yeah. And yet at the end, Randy, Paul had to spend two more years explaining it to them. And you know what I think? I think the church is not right now just about to get it. But I think the same power that got those disciples in that upper room is about to get us. I think we're going to be captured by kingdom impact. And Jay Richards and I and a lot of praying people are the ones that put God's principles and truth so clearly in the book, fight the good fight, that I believe those principles are going to capture our hearts and our lives, and we're going to fulfill the Father's dream. That's what I believe. And I'm telling you, if every one of you listening will read these principles and put them in practice in place, we're going to see the greatest awakening in the history of the world, and it would be very likely that billions of people will come to that father revealed in that family in the body that looks like Jesus, that Jesus is coming to get. Now, Randy, your dad's 80 years old, but I haven't lost my zeal and my excitement, you can tell it. Now, I don't know if I spent enough time on the book, but I'm telling you what God the Father wants done, and that's his dream. And if we can wish a sports owner gets his dream and a coach gets his dream, why don't we give the father his dream since the only force in the universe that can fulfill his dream is his family, his body, the body of Christ, the church coming together in supernatural harmony and unity that Jesus prayed for in John 17. I hope you hear him in what I'm sharing. Yeah. Because it's his will that matters. Yes, it is. And this is the book, Fight the Good Fight. You can get it wherever you get books. Uh, and, and I would urge everyone just to pick it up. It is a it's fairly fairly easy read, but also very direct uh, and does hit a lot of issues. You know, it's interesting. You, you talk about uh, the church basically, you know, brought down Rome, which was, you know, the greatest a governmental organization. It was the one that persecuted the Christians the most. Uh, the ones that, along with the Jewish leaders, you know, crucified Jesus on the cross. But it was also the one that built all the roads and unified the language that allowed the disciples to go out and share the gospel with the world. So, I mean, God's done it before where he's taken a purely evil government and used it for his good. Uh, but it, as we you know, stand for these principles as we make decisions during elections, you, you and I both know that you're really not going to have the desired effect in a culture until you change people's hearts. How do you see us fighting on both fronts, standing for good policy, electing the best choice we can, usually not perfect, <laughs> you know, um, but at the same time, not relying on an election to take care of our problems, but knowing that as Christians, as the church, 
our calling really is to impact people's hearts. Well, Randy, when they see principles like I've met, Betty and I've been married 61 years. We'll soon have 30 grandchildren. Interestingly, the grown grandchildren married well, love well, and uh, are being able to make a good life. And that comes from the father, the grandfather, great-grandfather now, who was the product of a rape of a 40-year-old home nurse by the alcoholic son of the elderly man she was caring for. Well, that 40-year-old woman didn't need a baby, so she took the baby to be aborted. That baby was me. The doctor refused to do it, so here I am. And you know the story. I had a brief foster home she took me from in 10 years of hell. Then that alcoholic tried to kill my mother. Toby's going to kill me. I nearly killed him. I believe prayer is all that kept that from happening. And I left that hell on earth. And I found a home with a pastor. I met Betty. And we fell in love and I saw Jesus. When she gave her life to Christ, because she saw that I just had. And we've been together, married 61 years in love 65. Everybody says, what is that? That's the principles of God. Everybody look around and see where those principles that we teach in this book are being practiced and you can't deny the effect of it. You can't deny the effect of every truth God gave us. And remember this, he always uses imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will because he's the perfect one. He's the shepherd, the overseer, the guide. The father is the essence and expression of wisdom. Jesus taught it and revealed it. He demonstrated it and he released it at us. But it's been hard to grasp because you have to let it get you. You don't just get it. It gets you. When it got the disciples, they changed the world. Now then, everywhere that gospel of the kingdom has been preached and applied, not religious messages, the gospel of the kingdom. The Bible says the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all nations. Which gospel? Not just talking about God, not just talking about certain truth. The gospel of the kingdom. The rule of God in the life of individuals who are members of his family in supernatural unity submitted to the one head Christ. That's what I've tried to teach every leader. And we know that the good things, and there were 17 candidates, Randy. All of them came to me, and I talked to all of them, either in person, on the phone, or went to them at their request. One I refused to talk to was Donald Trump. <laughs> Mike Huckabee and Dr. Ben Carson convinced me I had to go talk to him. I remember that. Mike Huckabee and his wife Janice, and she's as strong as Mike. You'll never doubt it. And you see that in his daughter, Sarah. But I want to tell you something. They spent eight straight hours making me go see Trump. <laughs> and I did. An hour and a half. By the way, I told him in front of about 25 major leaders. Uh, he said, did we spend two hours together? Because I told Ben Carson, I don't spend 15 minutes with anybody. Did we spend two hours? I said, no, so we spent an hour and a half. And I might add, that's the longest you've been quiet in your whole life. Mm -hmm. Everybody laughed. It was true. Here's the deal. He wouldn't let me go. 
he wanted to hear because he heard, was, was he perfect? Listen, one of the things he heard from me most often is, you're the only one that can defeat Donald Trump, you. And you have got to stop shooting yourself in the foot unnecessarily. You got to stop fighting others and keep talking about what you want to do for the people you love. And don't you ever doubt. And this has been six years talking to them. This has been a lot of time with them. I love those four grown kids. And Baron, we're getting to know, but here's the deal. They love you. They love freedom and they want it for you. Yes, Mr. Trump, you've listened to me for a long time. No, you don't always do what I suggest. I suggest you do it more often, but here's the thing. I know you love us and we want you to apply the principles in this book to every area of your life and try to encourage America to do it and put these principles into practice in policy, just like you did in so many ways effectively and like we have seen done 100% incorrectly and it has to stop our freedoms over. So Randy, Jay Richards and I, because we love God with all our heart and we love our neighbor and we love freedom. Jesus died to give us freedom. We want everybody to read this book and then we want to put it in practice. By the way, Randy, if people will simply send a gift to Life Outreach to help us get water to the thirsty, food to the hungry, rescue those who are being trafficked. And you just say, would you send me that book? I'm helping you do what God's called you to do. We'll just send it to you. Because we're going to offer it virtually every day on television for the rest of the year. But we need to get these practices in our lives and in place before we choose the next leaders. Because if those leaders don't allow these principles to guide their life and put policy in place that reflects, not destroys the effect of these principles and put policies in place that destroy freedom, freedom is gone. And God can raise his church up out of the ashes and get them healthy. He doesn't want the United States to look like the Ukraine. He wants to put a shelter over us. But the leaders have invited hell to come across the border and we are doing it, and the forces of destruction have been invited in, and we better plan our feet, and we better become soldiers of the Lord Jesus, and we better stand up together like a mighty army, and we better say no to the deceiver, and no to the destroyer, and no to the death of freedom, and start by letting the life of God and the kingdom power of God control our lives and release that power on his planet for his glory and his will to be done. I hope you understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this book's about. And I want everybody to read it and do it. Yeah. Let let me, let me ask you about that issue because you know, you and I both grew up in Texas. We've spent a lot of time down near the border, going across the border sometimes for lunch or dinner. Uh, And you know, Mexicans have been coming across the border my whole life, probably yours too. And you and I both know that they're some of the best people hardest workers they they keep their nose clean uh they're just people looking for an opportunity you know in the last decade or so we've seen a lot more people from other countries in central america coming up and i mean i i do think the vast majority are just looking for a better life coming from a poor and or corrupt country but there's some other things that do give me concern when it comes to our border in fact i just saw that according to the uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection Service, 
that in the fiscal year of 2021, there were 415 Chinese migrant encounters for the whole fiscal year. But since October of 2023, so just a few months ago, there have been over 20,000 encounters with Chinese migrants. Now, you know, we, we basically were kicked out of China years ago from doing the work that Life Outreach was doing. Uh, but in the book, you write that the regime, regime in China has for decades exploited Western openness and goodwill to lie, cheat, and steal. So you know, it's, a, it's a little bit of a conundrum, I think, for a lot of Christians because, we, you know, the Bible says to welcome the strangers, to take care of the poor. We want to do that. But should we be concerned about some of the people that may be coming across the border unchecked? One of the things candidate Trump and then President Trump asked me to do was to get people that would tell him the truth. And I surrounded him with people that were strong and people of faith and people of conviction. One of them was Sammy Rodriguez. And one of the things Sammy told him, and he was sitting about four feet from him, he said, sir, you've got to protect the border. He said he was going to do it. So you got to do that. But you got to always have a bridge. Hmm. And I said, you got to have a gate. In other words, there are going to be people that need to come in. Yeah. But you've got to protect our borders. Mm. The Bible is very clear about that. He put boundaries in place that can't be murdered. And if you get out above those boundaries, just you've got a tsunami. Well, right now, we've got a physical and moral tsunami, anti-moral, coming across. The 20,000 that came from China, Randy, most of them would not be allowed back in China. In other words, they are, they are more corrupt in their principled, unprincipled thinking and practices than the Chinese are. They are what I would call maximum Marxists. They are wanting to control and manipulate us, and they will be very dangerous. And they're coming in by the thousands. But you've got a lot of people coming across that are totally entwined with the cartels and the drug. What's happening uh, in this country came straight out of hell. Yeah. The leadership in Washington invited hell across the border with no boundaries. Yeah. How stupid... How insane, how foolish can you be? Well, the only thing that stops it are the principles of God in place. And his principles do not fail. Period. Our founders understood that. And the Constitution. Do you realize that the leaders now and the people in media have thrown the First Amendment out the door? If you're really full of faith, you could go to jail for it. Yeah. If you disagree with the rotten practices and express yourself and you gather people together, you will be put in prison, possibly. There were people put in solitary confinement that never should have even been brought before a court. Yeah. There are people who are still in prison. Somebody just died in prison who shouldn't have, of course, in Russia. But we're taking them out here. The only thing we're not doing that the Marxists do is killing them yet. But we're taking away their life and their freedom. Can you not see that? You say, well, what stops it, James? Well, not sitting around and complaining about it. Put good leaders in place and make sure the election is honest. Yeah. Make sure it can be trusted. And you better bring these people who've come in under control and under watch. And you don't arm them. And you don't refuse to pass laws to punish them and penalize them. You've got to put this back in place. And you've got to get a lot of them out of here. Find a way to do it. I'm sorry. Excuse my zeal. But, buddy, I love you. I love our children, but I love your children. 
I love God with all my heart and I love my neighbors, even if my neighbors are not doing what is necessarily best. I too often don't, hmm. but I never disagree with God. Even the Old Testament leaders missed the mark, but they never changed God's word into something else. They either return to it or they suffer the consequences of not standing on those principles. You don't change God's word. You don't redefine marriage. You don't redefine sex. You don't tell people not to tell their parents what those kids are doing to themselves and allow them to mangle themselves. You do not do these things. So, Randy, the whole key is return to God with your whole heart and your mind. Yep. And begin to make a kingdom impact on his planet for his glory. And you're going to see us restore the future of freedom. And Randy, I believe we're going to see it. That's what we've done with this book. Yep. Well, we are in a fight. If you're not in the fight, you have basically surrendered. So it's time to fight the good fight. Appreciate you being with me today, Dad. Thank you very much. Appreciate all of you guys out there watching. Hit that share button. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, do that, and you'll get more notifications of interviews like this. And go get Fight the Good Fight and get in it. We can win. We'll see you next time here on Life Today Live. Remember, you can get it by supporting what we're doing.